0: Hi everyone, my name is Jonathan and You are listening to a special season of What the Flock. We've spent five seasons covering the topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. This season, our goal is to repair the Bible's reputation by taking specific Bible verses that have been abused due to man-made tradition and help you understand the ultimate answer for these verses. I'm joined by my co-host, Joel Swakowski, Hey, Joel, how you doing? I'm well, Jonathan. How are you? Oh, I am also well. Great. I'm excited about this season. This has been fun. This is really helping me develop my interpretation
1: skills. Yeah. Yeah. Me as well. I like to practice this, get it, get it to the point where I have them down where I don't even have to like refer to my notes. It's just part of how I read the Bible.
0: Exactly and that's yeah. and I'm really excited for all of our listeners to be able to have that same mentality yeah as they approach any scripture right in the Bible. if you haven't listened to seasons one through five, I I encourage you to do so. Everything we discussed during this season is built on the foundation of the previous five seasons. So at the very least, I highly recommend listening to the episodes that are referenced during this episode.
1: Yeah, um, 75 episodes from seasons one through five repeatedly showed that every issue has two perspectives that distract people from the ultimate answer. These different perspectives play a big role in how we interpret scripture and and we'll still be referring to these and referring to earlier episodes as we go through this season. So I agree with your encouragement there. and And as we've seen in seasons one through five, the two different perspectives that distract people are the strict and the loose. Mm-hmm. The strict perspective, the issue here is it initiates conflicts with God's word, with the scriptures, with the Bible, by saying they know the correct interpretation for sure. Yet, when contradictions in their perspective, in their beliefs, Are exposed, they rationalize the reliance on man made traditions in place of God's word. The biggest example is you're a sinner. And although you can't earn your salvation by works, you better do works to prove your salvation. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I like to, I'm going to start referring to the strict perspective as the contradiction rationalizers. Thanks for that understanding there, Jonathan. That really does. That's what they're doing. When they, on the strict side, have a contradiction exposed, they rationalize. Mm -hmm. The loose perspective, what the issue here is they avoid conflicts with God's word by saying we can't know anything for sure because there is no answer given or it's beyond our understanding due to it being a paradox or... Too complex for our finite minds. You and I love that one, don't yeah. we? <laughs> oh, baby.
0: We've heard that one a lot. Yep.
1: So the contradiction here is that they still want to say they know for sure that you are wrong. Uh-huh. When these people have a contradiction exposed in their beliefs or their perspective, they enable it. Embrace
0: the contradictions
1: yes. of life, right? Right. Yep. The more, the better. Just embrace them all. It's just proving the mystery, right?
0: Yes. Well, what's exciting about this, this season and what we're doing on What the Flock Now is I actually feel like we're going to help people interpret the Bible and we're also going to help people have a greater understanding and greater clarity for who is approaching them. Yeah. Whether that person approaching them is from the strict perspective or the loose perspective. And right. the way that we do that is by um, making people aware of a contradiction. Yeah. And to see how they handle how their they respond contradictions. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Joel, what are the verses or what is the verse that we're going to cover today?
1: Today we're covering Malachi 2.16. For the Lord God of Israel says... That he hates divorce, for it covers one's garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously.
0: Okay. It's not Malachi. Malachi. No. 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 I mean,
1: maybe. Oh, yeah. I I say no (laughs) emphatically. But how would I know? How would I
0: know? All words are made up words. Yeah. Is that what is that? Was that a, cl- a classic line of yours? Yeah. And I uh, stole
1: it. I stole it. Yep. Or let me say borrowed it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's a made up word. Yeah. All, all words are made up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, in order to look
0: at how this verse has damaged the reputation of the Bible, or in other words, how man has taken away from what God intended with this verse, we have recorded messages. From two of our favorite callers from the first five seasons. First, the strict explanation is given by our buddy Apostle Tater from McMillan, Alabama. Let's hear what Apostle Tater has to say. So, uh, I I used this one myself back in the day. Okay, uh, gonna
1: feel bad kind of saying it, but uh, what I used to say was. You can't get divorced. It's a sin.
0: Joel, how would you respond to
1: what Apostle Tater said? I would want the person with this belief to hear the doctrine that we covered in the divorce episode, season one, episode 10. They may also need to understand what God means by the word hate. Nice. And next... The loose perspective is given
0: by Pastor Rich, also from McMillan, Alabama. Let's hear what Pastor Rich has to say. Uh, I've heard this one when I was younger. Oh, don't worry about the Old Testament. Uh, God doesn't hold us to the law anymore. Things have changed. And and that means marriage has changed. That's what I used to hear.
1: Joel, how would you respond to that perspective? Here, I'd have... A person with this belief listen to the Sex Before Marriage episode, also Season 1, Episode 9. Wow, we covered some hot topics Season 1, didn't we?
0: Ooh, first season right out the yeah. gate. Bang, bang, right. bang, bang, bang.
1: Yep. Now, this person seems to need to understand what marriage means to God, regardless of how it has may have changed in our culture. We still need to understand what marriage means to God. Nice. I want to summarize
0: the damage. So the strict side doesn't understand the doctrine of divorce. So doctrine of divorce and the loose side doesn't understand marriage. Yeah. What steps should we take to get the correct interpretation?
1: Well, we use the five-step process for every passage this season. I'm snapping my fingers because I'm dying to hear how the progress of this ditty's going.
0: Okay. It's good. It's going to be, it's going to be something like, uh, what does the Bible say? Did the English translation get in the way? Why don't you look at the context? And something, something, something,
1: something, something something, something. something, something uh, I know those uh, words. something. yeah, that's how I sing songs that I don't know the words to, just like that. Something, so we got the something.
0: we got the first we got the first three. What awesome. does
1: the Bible say? That's awesome. We'll see what let, let's well let's go through these steps today and we'll see how far we get in these five steps. So, what does the Bible say? Well Malachi 2.16, in the New King James Version, does say, for the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce. And then the rest of it. I'm just going to, we're really zeroing in on the first half of the verse, so I'm just going to stick right with that. So, yeah, step one does actually, it we can't see it's in the Bible. In fact, most modern translations would probably have it read similarly. Now, I do want to just say this, the King James Version and the American Standard Version do have it slightly different. King James says, for the Lord, the God of Israel, saith that he hateth putting away. Ooh. Yeah, that's different. Different word. And then the American Standard Version, the American Standard Version, similarly, for I hate putting away saith jehovah the god of israel that's so different too king james asv both talk about putting away new king james and a lot of modern translations use the word divorce so uh what does the bible actually say it does it does say the verse we referenced earlier so we can move on to step number 2 what does the original language say
0: Did the English translation
1: get in the way? Right. So, what we're going to find out is which of these versions is accurate according to the original language. The Hebrew word shalach means to send away or to put away. The Hebrew word karethuth. Means divorce or divorcement. Now I nailed the pronunciation of those. Please don't ask me to do it again. <laughs> oh,
0: incredible! <laughs> yeah. Incredible. And yeah. you know what? I couldn't tell you that you were wrong. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't tell you that you were wrong. How could I tell you that you were <laughs> I wrong?
1: Know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> speak Hebrew. That's me impersonating you, impersonating me. Thank Love you. it. So multi layered. Yeah. So we do see two different Hebrew words, but still, which one is the is the actual word used in this in the original language in this verse? But the correct translation of this passage was putting away. The Hebrew word for putting away was the shalach, Strong's number seventy nine seventy one. So. Backing up to step one, we can see the King James Version and the American Standard Version are the more accurate translations. So in other words, yes, the English translation got in the way.
0: Amazing. Wow, that brought a lot of clarity. Right, right there. We
1: already see, right? So then what's what's the third part of the ditty?
0: Why don't we look at the context?
1: context. Okay, let's do it. Malachi 2.1. So remember, we're at Malachi 2.16 is the verse that we're directly approaching today. Going back to the beginning of that chapter, it starts by saying, and now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you. So here's one one thing. The context shows us what God is talking about through Malachi is for the priests. Ooh, interesting. You go to verse 8. And it says, but you are turned aside out of the way. You have caused many to stumble in the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith Jehovah of hosts. Now, if you keep reading Malachi 2, and if you read all the verses in between the ones I already highlighted, especially up to verse 15, what you'll see is God stated the priests were dealing treacherously against the wives of their youth or their first wives. How were they dealing treacherously with these women, with with their wives? By putting them away. So the priest's treachery was affecting all of Israel and all of Judah. God was grieved over this. Yet notice this is not about divorce. Oh, man. It was about the priests putting away their first wives. What's a, a way that we can kind of understand that today is even just the phrase, instead of putting away, think of setting them aside. You setting something aside, like I'm putting it over here. I'm not focused on it anymore. I'm not thinking about it. I'm ignoring it it's gone for me. I set it aside. Hmm. That's what these priests were doing to their wives. So that's the context here. The context shows further that this is about putting away and not about divorce. So that really, that clears it up with the context. It clears up the issue that this verse is really about putting away. And it's really a confrontation to the priests about how they were handling their wives. Again, we only needed the the first three steps to clear this up. So I guess we'll have to wait. You'll have some more time to to flush out this ditty, Jonathan. Appreciate what you have so far. But what we're doing here is we are exposing contradictions in the man-made beliefs of these of these verses and this man-made doctrine that has caused damage and has frankly caused a bad reputation on the Bible. Contradictions do not exist in reality. And what these steps are doing is bringing us through exposing and removing, removing, removing any contradictions man has introduced into the Bible. So the strict side are contradiction rationalizers. The loose side are contradiction enablers. What we all want to be and what the ultimate answer for every verse is comes down to being a contradiction remover. Ooh, That's what we want to be. Contradiction removers. Amazing. Well, now
0: that that has been established, what is the ultimate answer? Let's remove some contradictions.
1: Yeah, because the Bible does have conflicts in what is stated. However, the Bible does not have contradictions in the why or in the doctrine. So we see the verse says God hates putting away. So there's two key points to this verse. To this often abused verse that we we need to understand the word hate meant loved less we often as humans use that word to describe something we despise when God uses that word he doesn't mean despised he means loved less we can see this Genesis 29 30 and 31 so we're talking we're talking about Jacob here right Jacob with Rachel and Leah In verse 30 says, and he went in also unto Rachel and he loved also Rachel more than Leah and served him yet seven other years. And Jehovah saw that Leah was hated and he opened her womb and Rachel was barren. So God said Leah was hated when it was stated that Jacob loved Rachel more. Mm. So what we see here, in the scriptures themselves, which is the first place we want to look for a definition, right? Is the term defined within the scriptures, just like with faith in Hebrews 11: one, the definition for hate in God's word was love less. This was God's definition of hate. Now, the second point we really need to we need to understand about this verse is that putting away and divorce are not the same thing. Divorce is an ending of a marriage covenant that resulted in both spouses remaining in covenant through the greater community in the Old Testament times, Israel. If a man and wife were divorced and they were both Israelites in that community after the divorce dissolved their marriage, they both would still be in the greater community of Israel. They both would still be considered Jews and Israelites and the children of God. You can look at Deuteronomy 24 if you want. It accounts for divorce.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So we know that doing the law would not result in sin, right? Right. Furthermore, God divorced and put away Judah and Israel. Look at Jeremiah 3. And then ask yourself, did God sin by divorcing and putting away Judah and Israel? We know God didn't sin. So divorce ends a marriage covenant where both people are in the greater community. And what we could say today in the, even in the church, right? Believers, followers of Jehovah, followers of Christ. Divorce would end that marriage covenant. And it would result in both of those people remaining in the greater community. Putting away is the ending of a marriage covenant that resulted in one of the spouses being removed from the greater community. So being removed by the use of putting away was done because of fornication. And unlike what a lot of people believe about fornication being premarital sex, Or purely a sexual sin. Fornication is worshiping an image. It is, you could look at the term fornication and simply think of it as somebody who's an unbeliever, somebody who worships idols or gods other than Jehovah. So removing somebody was done because of unbelief,
0: Hmm.
1: either through worshiping gods, other gods, other idols, or covenantal sexual intercourse with an unbeliever. If you started a marriage covenant with someone who wasn't in the greater community, that could lead to putting the person away. So putting away removed the spouse from the greater community because of that unbelief. However, in this verse from the book of Malachi, we see the priests were putting away the wives of their youth The issue is these wives were believers. They were part of the greater community. They were putting away women who shouldn't have been put away. These wives were then prevented from remaining in community, prevented from then marrying other people in the community because they had been put away, essentially signaling them as fornicators or as strangers of Israel. And that in addition the sexual intercourse with another woman that these priests intended to do and wanted to marry and wanted to have new wives God would actually see as adultery and treachery against the wives of their youth of their covenant. Yes. So again please listen to the sex before marriage episode the divorce episode, we cover this a little bit more at length. I think it clears all this stuff up. This is a pretty complex topic, especially it's actually, it's pretty simple. It 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 seems complex at first because in our culture and in the church today, we don't see the difference between divorce and putting away. Not at all. No, not it's at all. It's a pretty foreign. Con- it's not that complicated, it but it feels, it feels complicated because of how foreign it is to us right but the context again that third step what really helped us is the context of this passage was clearly about putting away because god wanted these priests to not deal treacherously with their wives but to return to them god would not want the priests to continue to be married to these women if they were unbelievers And really, the book of Malachi here in chapter two was warning the nation and the priests from turning from God in unbelief. Because the result of this behavior with these priests dealing treacherously with these women, if they don't handle that sin well, now they're in trouble with God themselves, not just over how they treated these women, but how they're handling their interactions with Jehovah, which is a way bigger issue.
0: Nice. Because you're talking about the bride, we're talking about his bride. Yeah. So if these priests don't know how to deal with their bride, then and their job is to to help facilitate God's bride, Jesus's bride, soon to be soon yeah. to be bride. Yeah. No wonder now it's it's becoming more and more clear about why God was on these priests. They're going to be held
1: to a higher standard because they're the religious leaders or the spiritual leaders, the leaders of Israel that are supposed to be helping everybody else follow God's law. But furthermore, what happens here is it kind of of paints the picture of how a sin against a brother can become a sin against God if it's not handled well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's really, we look at this, a sin against these women, their salvation's not at stake here. Maybe their reputation is, maybe the the amount of reward or spiritual value they're going to have is, but then once God confronts you about a sin that you have done to a brother or sister, and you don't handle that confrontation well, now you may have an issue with God. And that may lead to your salvation being on the line. And now uh, an issue with these priests just in how they're treating these women poorly becomes an eternal issue in their with their own souls so this becomes very great a very grave situation very quickly if it's not handled well
0: well glad we have the clarity right and it was awesome to use those three steps to find that resolution and that ultimate answer right yeah awesome thank you Joel this has been what the flock If you'd like a deeper study of this verse and how to deal with people who believe the man-made traditional perspectives, listen to the Music of Life Church podcast companion episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.